0: To Destiny 2 or not to Destiny 2? That's the question. Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of Triangle Squared. This bonus episode is going to be... Our impressions on Destiny 2, now that we have played a good chunk of it, and uh, basically we've beaten the story, run a couple strikes, yep. and even participated in the raid, but not beat it.
1: We have gotten to a, I would say the second, no, actually, this is the main part in the raid. The okay. very first okay. part, there's a little thing you yeah. have to do, and then you're at the main part. We got to that, I got to one past that, um, so I'm I'm roughly halfway through the raid, um, which we'll probably be doing again tonight. Good. um, Pretty, pretty fun raid. I to get that
0: juicy raid gear. (laughs) Actually, did you know? Did you
1: something cool about this game? If you are in a clan and your clan runs the raid, even if you did not run it with them, you still get raid gear. That's pretty
0: cool. You miss out. I noticed that get... they were really. I mean, even from the get-go, they're really pushing clan play. Yeah, which is only. It's not weird. I guess I should say it's good. It's. I was just surprised they pushed clans as much as they did, considering how much they also pushed guided games. Yeah, which is for people without clans. Right, so it's kind so. of best
1: of best of both worlds. If you're yeah, awkward so and you don't it's like good. playing with strangers, you have guided games. Just don't, you know, don't jump in there and not talk to your teammates because Nightfall and raids are something that that you need extreme communication with.
0: Okay, well, Saul didn't do our intro, so if you've never joined us, this uh, is Triangle yeah. Square, a PlayStation-based podcast uh, where sometimes we talk about, you know, whatever the hell we want. Video games. I am your host, Brett Beck, and we'll alongside me, your other host, Mr. Saul Amen uh, Bridges. <laughs> Salamander. Salamander. <laughs> Salamander. <laughs> <laughs> Salamander Bridges. That's, a, that's his real name, named after a Confederate general. I have a really good friend named
1: Komodo. You he didn't even like, realize I said no, Confederate? I,
0: Confederate? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Not true. But Confederate is the South. <laughs> oh. We're from Arkansas, so you never know. <laughs> anyway. You don't know with us. We post <laughs> to... YouTube and video format every Monday, and then sometimes on Fridays, Fridays like this is going to be, and yeah. random other days for bonus episodes. There's no structure. Uh, but for our normal episodes, you can catch them every Monday at 10 a.m. PST, 12 noon CST on YouTube and video format or in audio only format on any podcast service of your choice. We're on pretty much all of them besides Spotify because they're buttholes. Yeah. Uh, that's about the only thing that we can say there. So, Saul, now that we have done that, good sir. We're gonna do like we did last time, I assume, right? We're gonna we're gonna do a first half where we kind of just talk about general impressions of what we do like and what we don't like about the game from a non-spoiler of the story perspective, uh, think, and then we will move into because I do I, I do want to say I have pros and cons in the story yeah, department I was gonna say, I myself. Think
1: we, can, we can talk about everything. Um, since, I mean. Since this game, obviously we're releasing this podcast a week and a half after it's come out. So, so a lot of people have played it. Yeah, a lot of people have played it. If you haven't, you've already probably looked at videos of strikes and stuff. So I think the first half can be nothing but mechanics, uh, mechanics strikes, raids, all that good stuff. General
0: thoughts on the overall story without touching on anything crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say no, no
0: story talk at all. Then spoiler will be... Well, I just still, for people who want to know if they if we thought the story was good, I want to go off. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. So, yeah. and then we'll just go into actual story bits of what okay. we did and didn't like about the story itself. Okay.
1: Yeah, that uh, works. Because
0: I know we do have slightly differing opinions on that. Um, uh, kind of, I think. Uh, but we still, I think we still fall in the general rule of the same idea. So, interestingly enough. But, Saul, so I want to go ahead and say that my beginning, because of the way that I feel like I need to come at this, yeah. I want to start this saying... I enjoy the game heavily. Okay. But I also want to say that when it comes around to me talking about things, I am probably going to start with my negatives first because I like to end on a positive note. Okay. I don't want to end on a negative note because I feel like that makes it seem like I'm talking bad about the game. And while I technically am, I'm not talking bad about the game in the sense that it's not a good game or that you shouldn't play it. These are just the qualms I have with it.
1: Okay, I I think I'll do a somewhat similar.
0: Okay, so you think we should both just start with negatives? Yeah, we'll start
1: with any negatives we have and then we'll get into the positives.
0: Okay, I will go ahead and let you start with what you think your first big negative is, if you have any.
1: Okay, so my first big negative is um and see with me, Brett has often called me in a Destiny apologist. So I Lovingly will, So, but I uh, <laughs> I do love Destiny very, very much. So all of my big qualms with this game, they're not big. They're kind of me feeling off
0: about certain things um that hopefully i'm assuming i think we kind of both stand on this any of the qualms we have some of them can't be fixed with a patch because they're just what the base game is but we hope to see them more addressed in future updates i would assume on both parts Right.
1: right um so my my major qualm and like i said this major qualm is nothing
0: huge it's just your uh, biggest qualm, Yeah,
1: and this is not saying anything spoiler. Uh, re- like like we said, this is nothing spoilers. I will mention the story in a general sense of that. The story has a element in it that is really, really cliche in sci-fi stories. Um, I'll elaborate more on that in the spoiler. And I thought well, I was kind of let down by that because I really, really liked the lore of Destiny 1. I thought that was pretty original. Um and even then the story of this game has original elements to it it's just the one lore specific the spot. lore
0: is still more or less original uh, yeah. and and that's that comes down to and i mean i guess and i'll i'll kind of slightly interject with uh, a negative and a positive here at the same time so I, i've told you you know the other day you were saying that de- that bungie's known for great stories I don't quite agree. I think that Destiny is known for fantastic worlds and lore. Yeah. I think that they excel at that more than they excel at anything because it's already hard to tell a really good story in a first person setting. It just is. Um, you don't see your characters' reactions. Some people like that, some people don't. Yeah. It kind of splits people. Some people don't even want a story. Uh, like I, in a discussion today, sorry, in a discussion today, someone was like, um, this was on Facebook, somebody was like, best first person shooter story of all time and some people were saying different things somebody was like a fir- a shooter a story in a first person shooter game is like a story in a porno it does it's not needed to be good well that's <laughs> and a- see and that's where you fall in the line because of course my response to that was well you know I mean, sure, a good story doesn't have to be there, but a good story just makes it that much better.
1: Right, and see, my whole thing is is that I, I think I'll mention this to you. I'm going to mention this to Joe is that I think it's a great story for a, a multiplayer shooter, based shooter, um, because obviously it's not going to touch narrative style stories like Bioshock it's, because well, that and, is a good story and, and Dishonored. And those are really, really good. You're, stories. You're
0: right, and I'll say I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in that. While you're right, you're also right in in something that has like so so little of competition. Yeah, Because that there's it's, Halo. It's, which- it doesn't mean my well. I'm talking about from a legitimate. Like multiplayer focus because you, the the weird thing about Destiny is you can't put Destiny and Halo in the same oh see, in the I, same boat. I do
1: I do I think that I think uh, that well
0: the 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 way the story is because you don't play Halo's story the same way as you play Destiny's story.
1: Well yeah it is a little different but I, I think of them as, as about the t- the same style as Call of Duty and and Battlefield and Halo that you have this eight to twelve hour campaign and then you're going to spend the rest of your time. in Yeah multiplayer.
0: well yeah I'm not saying that, that those games aren't multiplayer centric but they're just they're multiplayer centric in a with a split. Yeah. Whereas Halo, I mean Halo's story is really meant to be played single player or co-op. Even if you play right. co-op online, it's still really really limited. Whereas the whole point of this is to play your story in a in a connected world right. with your friends well, yeah, and, and with other and players. Yeah, that's just
1: the basis off of like what um, what my generalizations are towards the game yeah. is that I, I think yeah. that you're not going to find a first-person shooter that has a good story like this recently aside from Advanced Warfare. Okay. That, or Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. Infinite. Yeah, yeah Warfare. we we both do that. Um so like, yeah. Because, you know, what I mean, there's not really a whole lot of first-person shooters out right now. There's not a whole well, lot of stories. To in a kind of way, I'm run. glad
0: first-person shooters have, have calmed down, but that's a different discussion. Yeah. So, uh, so wh- where's your negative in that? Uh, I, I oh, guess, just the clichéness. of the, just uh, the, uh, There's a
1: certain element that they use. And I, it, and it I made, think
0: I know it's, it's like a general element. But yeah, okay, it made a really, a really, really cool I mission. I have the same problem. It but.
1: made a really, 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 really cool mission. It was really, really cool scenery. There were some cool mechanics in that mission. Um, but it's just something that has happened in Star Wars, Star Trek and all kinds of other things. So we're going to get more into that in spoilers, but you know, it's something that kind of, it didn't bother me, but it was kind of, kind of just like, really? Yeah. I got you. Why is this here? Um, that, and then, um, a lot of people are going to say that the shaders and the power ups that you can buy with real silver and real money is a problem. And a lot of that did come out within the first couple of days. They did not realize how many of those you get. So I actually have no qualms with that.
0: Um, I have okay. Three I, different... I do want to slightly interject before you go too far out uh-huh. of, of this area because I do want to know what it is, and this is, and this falls into the camp of again not a bad sense necessarily because everybody's an apologist to something. A that's yeah. just that's just life. You're it, when you like something, you're more likely to defend it, right? Uh, when you really like it, and Destiny's very important to you. I like it, but it's not. It's never been as important to me as it has been to you. So with that being said, wasn't it? What is it about Destiny to you that keeps its DLC model, which I honestly kind of think is a little shady, (laughs) but you know, shaders, but um, uh, I
1: was like, there's a pun there. I just didn't get it.
0: Well, it's just that what is it about destiny's DLC structure that doesn't bother you as much as it does with some other games.
1: Okay. So the thing is, is that the DLC in this game specifically One side of it, which is being shaders, is the exact same as Overwatch. It's different colors for your character. A lot of people freaked out about that because they're one time use and you get them in stacks of three or five. Mm -hmm. I have 37 different colors and I have five at least now in each. each color. I'm never gonna run out of shader opportunities.
0: Dude, it was amazing that I beat the game and with then, no did, shaders. Didn't
1: didn't you buy? Was that you that was playing last night, or was that Joe that was buying all the shaders from Eververse with the bright dust?
0: You can because you get that wasn't me. That okay, was, that was Joe. I don't care about the shaders that much. Well, yeah, I found the one I like, and I'm probably gonna stick with it exactly since I, because of the fact that. Oh, well, and my armor is about where I want it. So as I continue to change armor, I'll pull that one in, right? And I hope I can keep enough of those to make and that. I'm, I'm sure you will, because it's only four shaders. Uh, but I will. I will say I was more gung ho to try new colors, right? Because there are so many of them back in in the first game.
1: Oh, I thought it's about now.
0: No, I was more gung ho to try the the colors in the first game because I knew that even if I tried it out and thought I liked it, but then I was like, hey, I don't really like it as much as the other one. I could switch back without any kind of re- repercussions. But in this, there is repercussions.
1: Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Uh, Cause they're all, they're all disposable. Um, yeah. Now, so, I
0: mean, so I'm going to count that, uh, as a negative in my part, but I'll get more into what I mean by negative of that, because it's not actually the DLC side of it. Well, I guess in a way it is, but it's also just a base. I don't know why they chose to do this with the game, but you finish your thought and I'll get on that.
1: Okay. So, um, the you, and the main question you asked was why is this a problem in other games for me but not in this one mm-hmm. and that is and this is no biasism if other games did this I'd be I'd be the exact same way with other games is that when playing through this game the play to win mechanics that you unlock the mods that increase your weapon by five or the, the, the abilities that, that have cooldowns that you can equip on a mod that make your solar abilities faster. Yeah. Stuff like that. I already have so much of those and I've never spent a penny on this game and I will never need to buy those because I have so many. Okay. They, they literally made it rain on me with all this stuff that, and it was the same way with Joe and it was the same way with Gavin. Cause he mentioned that he had a lot of weapon mods cause he didn't know how to use them. And I was trying to explain to him how to use them and they made them rain on you with all this stuff. Uh, and another thing is, we don't necessarily know the numbers behind on the class cooldown mods. I don't think that those are really that. Like, I, I don't notice anything differently in those. Okay. So, and in PvP, there's not a huge, huge competitive playlist. Like, it's competitive. They have competitive and quick play. No ranking system.
0: So, okay so if they introduced a ranking system would you start having a problem with them letting you use items if that you, you bought in Eververse if, if,
1: if you see like uh, is there a
0: way for them to do it well for you so like let's, let's say they actually put a ranking system in um, which Destiny 1 never had right no okay I didn't no. think so, so let's had, just put let's just say they did put a ranking system in for Crucible right would you want them to draw a clear line of saying hey these Eververse items mods are should only not be PVE
1: or well or, 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 or non-rash casual. competitive yeah. yeah yes and if they did not do that that's not having an issue okay uh, because I think that, like like I said, the way they have it now, the way the, the amount of shaders, mods, all that stuff that I have, there is so many that I, I am literally on my Hunter subclass. I started with a Warlock, and yep. I'm working on my Hunter, and I have so many that's <laughs> dropping on my Hunter as well. Mm-hmm. That it's like I've never – I thought that they gave me all these for three subclasses. No, quick, that would quick, never be quick an issue.
0: Quick aside, um, which ties into your thing. Yeah. How do, how do, do your – because I haven't made another character yet. You right? know that. I've only been playing on my Warlock. Are your emotes and shaders automatically account-wide, or do you have to transfer them into the ball?
1: They are automatically account-wide. I'm 99%
0: sure. I think your emotes you have to store, but I think your shaders, I could see them being just account-wide, but I don't know I that for messed, sure. Because Glimmer's account-wide. Yeah, um, and all your medallions and stuff. Are, medall- I'm pretty
1: sure it is all account-wide, except for maybe shaders. I haven't messed with shaders on my hunter yet, because it's so low-level. I'm not worrying about okay. it. Well, that was just curiosity. Uh, on that part. But I do understand why people will be mad about that. Um, I, but, you know... A lot of that crap came out as the game first released, and they thought, "Oh, you're not going to get anything." I've gotten so many Bright Ingrams yeah. that it's like I've gotten all this stuff that you would pay money for. You don't have to pay any amount of money. Yeah,
0: so yeah, they they introduce, and I mean, and that that answer works for me too. That's actually why I don't. get But I also don't get mad about DLC as quick as you do. Uh, and that's actually when I when I was asking the question, it's more found on sometimes you are qu- too quick. You jump on a game for having dlc before you actually understand it like a perfect example of recent was shadow of uh, war right and you were really hard on it and, and then when i actually stopped and explained to you the way the dlc system works you kind of calmed down and were like well, oh i didn't realize that and we
1: have a we have a friend that has bad sources and that's who told me and i know exactly you i know exactly who you're talking to you he, you knew right off the bat who i was talking about and I actually there was something we were texting today and I almost texted you like no he has it wrong again like that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> um but Okay. Uh, that and that was one of the things of I thought that Shadow of War had literal locks on content that you could not get in single player without yeah. paying for it.
0: That's yeah. where my problem. And see, and that that's that gets to the point of where I actually consider it to be egregious, right. like a real yeah. problem. Like I thought they were literally um,
1: locking content behind paywalls I, in a single player game.
0: I think from a business standpoint, you understand that publishers are going to want this stuff to try and make as much money as they can on the back end. Correct. And yeah. I think as long as developers find a way that still satiates the publishers but doesn't doesn't. I, I I guess doesn't block any number of players it's a better word to use than that but it doesn't block any players from getting the stuff naturally uh, it basically I do feel like DLC always needs to be all you're doing is paying to get something you can already get in the game you're just shortening your time right? and, and it's not a big deal and now of course I do agree that that only comes to a big deal in games that are like, I mean, I would be a little, I think people would be a little miffed if they were playing Destiny 2 and you could just buy whatever exotic you wanted. That would oh, be kind of yeah, BS. Yeah. But obviously, I don't think anybody would ever that would be probably, dumb enough to go that way. That so, would probably
1: be the day I saw playing Destiny. That yeah. would be so, the clear line. But besides
0: for me to stop. that, I think as long as people are like, well, you're just buying the chance to get something, people are. Okay. Well, it's see, like, because you think about it, you always buy loot boxes. They never give you a guarantee because that's the line.
1: Yeah. It, and, the
0: loot box is buying the chance. And I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that i don't i don't have a gambling addictive personality i do think it's a little bit odd that all i mean it's it's a weird line to straddle because you don't want to give people um you don't want to make people automatically be able to buy what they want you want to give them a chance to win it but by giving them a chance to win it you kind of encourage a to kind of them buy, gambling buy addiction blindly
1: yeah because they don't know what they're going to get
0: in a weird way and, and there are people that get stuck in that's, that
1: that's my so, line with world war ii i was going to get that game until I can watch out. Or until I found out, you can watch people open loot crates to earn experience to open your own loot crates.
0: Yeah, it's weird. What's the model it's, it's there? Very odd.
1: It's and they know that Call of Duty has is a child. it to
0: try and get Call of Duty. I think. It, well, this is not a point, but as just to finish your little thought, I wonder if it's trying to get Call of Duty in the public eye again because I think, they had such bouts of of bad publicity. I, I think basically.
1: it's. I think it's pretty much that they know that people str- uh, stream Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids watch streamers on Twitch and YouTube now, and I think that, that if they watch them do that, then they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be cool, so let me go. I don't know how they're going to compensate for this. Like I don't know how this is going to work even, but just the fact that they're trying to put that in a game is just kind of like... It's stupid. Yeah, All right, well, I'm going
0: to move off of DLC. Right, well, I uh, had did one last ca- finish. Yeah, thought. go ahead. Um, go ahead. Um,
1: what is something that I was talking about is I don't know how well the cooldowns work, and I still agree that this isn't the correct answer for this. There's no way to prove in PvP that somebody's using these anyways. Uh, yes, yeah, true. So like Well can you
0: not you go can, and check there or does, you can't check on their class, right? You could no, a you,
1: you could technically inspect their armor and look at all this stuff. Yeah. But like for you to think for you to stop doing that in PvP It's a or unlikely. to think about that when you get done, it's like kinda like you're you're gonna forget about it. And I I've played actually I played a lot of PvP last night with Joe and um I couldn't tell like I was getting killed a lot at certain times and I was doing really good a lot of certain times and Kind of was one of those things of like I don't think people are paying attention to these kind of mods or anything. Okay, and if they are, I'm not seeing any kind of difference. Okay, I've I've yet to get killed uh, and thought that that was just super super unfair. Other than my usual rage, like why'd you how'd you kill me with that grenade across the map? You know, it's just like I walked into a grenade across the map. Any
0: other negatives on your side?
1: Um, that's, that's really it. Just that one cliche thing. And then that Bungie is starting to kind of walk into the line of DLC and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure it's Activision kind of poking
0: them towards it it a little bit. It absolutely is. But I mean, um,
1: but yeah, like, like I said, the
0: the, I feel like they should have fought back a little.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe they did.
0: And maybe this is, maybe this was the, the result of them fighting back. Can you imagine how much worse it could have been depending on the situation? I mean, so I'll give them, I'll give them. The benefit of the doubt that maybe this is actually the better of the two options they had to go with
1: it's not 60 frames per second which is another big big thing for me okay i really wish it was 60 frames per second but other than that i'm pretty much but done. it's a
0: smooth 30 and i'll give it's it a, that. it is a smooth 30 and i've never seen a
1: drop yeah, uh, but i'm either. on ps4 boost mode so
0: okay well i'm gonna go into my negatives and my list is a little longer than yours go for it um and I'm actually curious because I wonder if some of these are things you haven't thought about because you're still enjoying the game. And sometimes, as long as you're enjoying it, the problems don't seem so big. But the more I've had time to think about it, so the first thing I want to hop into is what you, when you were talking about the shaders, I said I have a specific issue with this game. I don't understand this game's obsession with making everything consumable. Consumable? What do you mean? Uh, your weapon mods consumable, your shaders consumable. I mean,. Everything that you can get besides your emotes, realistically, I are t- consumable. Yeah, I see what you mean. Your ship yeah. mods, your your spawn, th- whatever. I don't know if you know what that's called. I can't remember. But the spawn your mod, transmute effect. Yeah, your transmute yeah. effect. It's, high, it's tied to your ship. I if think. You, it, I mean, it's it's the, the whole game is so caught up in wanting you to get rid of something that you felt like you earned that it starts to feel almost like a slap in the face for certain things because I, certain things aren't quite as easy to get free. Shaders are very easy to get. You, I have not gotten very many transmute effects.
1: Yeah, those, I've gotten, like, maybe I think 10 of
0: those total. But I've gotten a couple of ships, and now if I want to jump ships, I have to leave that transmute effect behind. And that's an issue, in my opinion.
1: See, and I know you didn't play a lot of Destiny 1 in the fact that you weren't trying to get a specific weapon, and you didn't try to grind for specific weapons in Destiny 1, did you? No, I like, never specific... did because I didn't care. Because I yeah. played PvE,
0: That's and that's important, too. Uh, I played PvE with, with not a super heavy emphasis on raids. Well, uh, yeah. Because um... that's when you start getting into the other side of gear. You and, know,
1: and my whole thing was is that I, I and this is what I think. I'm
0: more involved in this one than I ever was in Destiny yeah. One because this one's more fun to. Especially grind.
1: since we did the, we so. we did the Nightfall first week it came out and the raid the first day it came out we were playing the raid, yeah. which is pretty insane. Which is yeah, you know, that's uh, rare for me. I didn't do
0: any of that. On yeah,
1: Destiny one. Um, but I think that is, and this is could, could be wrong. This is what I think that Bungie's trying to do. I think that since there are no more roles for legendary weapons i think that everything's static now that you're I likely that, to
0: keep a weapon longer
1: well i think that they're trying to to say like hey if you want to put this this weapon sure thing but you know you More gotta kind of yeah kind of do you want really want to do this or do you want to like try to find something else better for you you know since we don't really know what the meta is right that's now true. like what's real good good that's true but it's, it's just Merciless, it seems
0: thing. like it's aiming to abuse a couple of the people who are going to get caught in the loop of trying to buy dlc just to gamble yeah, on what they're going to get fool <laughs> um so that's a, that's just one. I think it's so weird that they're just really obsessed with well, making sure that. everything is consumable. That's, a, that's uh, an understandable. And it's frustrating negative. for people who want to be a little more casual, who still want to control the way they look. Uh, but don't necessarily are not gonna be like, Oh well I'm gonna infuse this and infuse this because they don't have legendary because they don't play enough. Yeah. It's just you know See I know And then maybe people who are a little more keen on like there are people that like to change their shader color like, you know, every couple of days. Like I'm just gonna be something different.
1: Yeah, and I, I know that the light level's like three fifty right now is the limit and I've gotten I think almost all the warlock chests, so like I know that this one looks the coolest, it has a good effect I like I'm probably just gonna keep infusing up on this until yeah. I get you know to max Which is basically level.
0: what I've decided with my warlock. Right. Chest and so and that's
1: why I know that shaders aren't a huge issue for me, because I think you know the way I look is pretty cool, the way you look is pretty cool. I think I'm set with that way until uh shaders and, go off. Well
0: or until DLC comes and there's new gear. Right. Because that's you don't want to stay the same forever. And right. And even then it's promote I, like the, the, the raid shaders are really really cool. That's I, cool. You I haven't seen it yet. Oh it's good. Okay, so moving on to my next negative And and I, I feel like you're gonna give me hell for this, but I just I don't see how you can because I've kept looking, I was like, even as somebody who just enjoys the game, like it's it's impossible not to not see okay the game for all their talk of moving to a next gen uh uh engine all this talk of making sure they're leaving ps3 behind so that they can do so much more the game does not look any markedly way different than destiny one
1: i i mean i can agree to that there are and, there and, are and i'll give it
0: and again I'll, I'll, I'll give it its points so it's point standing that the game focuses on being way bigger and making sure way more stuff's going on. And in a way that's admirable because that does change the way the game it's, It changes the way you experience the game, but on top of the game, not only not looking graphically different from just a, Oh, Hey, look at these textures or this right here. The other problem I have from a looks exactly the same as destiny one is that these are all new planets besides earth, but still a new area of earth. And biggest problem I have in this aspect is that when you go to these new planets, besides Titan, which is not even a good example of a planet because of the way it's set up, they all look like other planets from Destiny 1 and they all use assets from Destiny 1. They didn't even make new Art assets because they didn't have to. Yeah, well, there's they a couple things there, but a majority of Yeah, it yeah is. but that's yeah. what I mean. But they, for the majority, they didn't try making a specifically good new looking yeah. planet. I mean, Nessus looks a lot like Venus. So does Io. They look like they're, Nessus. Kind of looks more like Mars because of the black garden stuff from the first game's Mars, uh, and they really play on the Vex. Um, and then, of course, when you go to um, when you go to Io, Io looks more like Venus looked in the first game. So when you pull all that together, it's like, well, they just reused as much art as they could. Which is just disappointing for, again, for it to be a sequel. That's when I started to have like the, what sequel about it? And that's that's a personal problem. And I think some people feel satiated enough for it to be a worthy sequel. And in ways I agree. And in some ways I'm just like, I just can't see it being a sequel. Yeah. Um, and as an extension of reusing art, they reused all the same enemies. They did not, I mean, for a sequel, I would have liked... And I don't think it was too much to ask for one new enemy type, one new race, one new something we even got, I mean, and I'm sure we will get that in, in, in DLC, but it would have been nice to see for a full sequel that we actually see something new. I mean, it would, of course, in a great world, ideal world, you get two or three new enemy types. But I think in a realistic world, they should have put focus on making at least one new now enemy. Now, by enemy types, you mean a complete new race of
1: enemies. Yeah, okay. or, or
0: something something markedly different that makes them... Like, the Fallen are a great example. Even though The Fallen's kind of a half-and-half half because it's just reusing models and putting a different texture on them but it still gave them a marked look and different thing and, and they acted different and there was a reason that they were a different enemy yeah compared to the cabal right. even though this was a cabal that was just taken right all right i'm using the right word right Taken with a little starry looking ones. Yeah, okay, yeah that's all about yeah. that. making sure i'm not crazy um, no, i
1: agree with you there uh I, I i will say the game looks a lot better than the first
0: one but the but the uh it looks better from a scope and color standpoint that's, well, that's the biggest thing to me I mean like you can't look okay like Ikora's face well, no, Ikora's, I'm, talk, I'm talking about
1: environments when I'm thinking okay about okay, okay but, but I mean, you know, I'm I can, just
0: going off of everything the way you if you look down at your boot your boot looks awful I it looks just like Destiny <laughs> 1 right it looks like Destiny 1 Ikora's face looks like facial animations directly out of, out of Destiny 1 actually directly out of a 2010 PS3 game and, and I, that may be seeming harsh, and I get that the game's focus is not you seeing their faces that much, but when the few times that you see their faces in-engine, it's like I don't jarring. think they look
1: that bad. I think that they look about par for a majorly multiplayer okay, two, game.
0: I will say 2010 is a big step back, but it looked about like The Last of Us. And while The Last of Us is a great game and beautiful game, it looked like PS3 Last of Us facial expressions, which in today's standard for they're a sequel like, of a multi-million dollar game- I know but i mean there's been other games without motion capture that have still looked better so i don't I mean again I'm i don't not, understand yeah i'm just saying this is my particular right. opinions on and it, i agree so. with you
1: on the graphics i just uh i do think it does the, look but the better. game the
0: game's more expansive and it's more colorful yeah besides that i don't think it, it looks markedly different I, i'm actually, i'd be willing to say in my opinion that you could put destiny 1 and 2 up show somebody who's never played either one of them they wouldn't be able to tell you the difference
1: it would really depend on where you put them up because i think the, some of the environments are beautiful I mean, I'm not saying
0: they're not beautiful. They are. The game is beautiful. But the game's beautiful from a scope and scale and color standpoint the game is way more colorful than the first one but in weird ways the first one still had a little bit more awe inspiring moments because it was fresher like when you'd look up at the sky and be like wow this looks really cool yeah and even it's... though this even though you do that here it's like it's lost its yeah and i i i, I can get i can see what you mean i just think it's like i don't know if you ever went underground and sorry to cut you off but i don't know if you ever went underground in nessus i was telling you that's my favorite playing. yeah the reason it's my favorite plan because it's the most interesting change of literally the whole game in I don't, think I, no, I don't think i I want to show you when we get back on. Is that the Lost Sector you're talking about? It's awesome. There's a Lost Sector around that area, but the whole area is super interesting looking. And I'll show you. It's like, Nessus is mostly up above ground. There's a little bit of, you know, but there's one part that's just completely like, you're going into the core of the planet almost. That's really cool. And it's really cool looking. So I'll give them points where it's due. They did a lot in terms of scope, scale, and color to make things feel more interesting, but at the same point, there's weird other things that I feel like, again, coming to PS4, there is no excuse not to do when you're beside a waterfall or anything that has water, nothing is wet around it. Where the water oh. where the water meets the dirt is not wet.
1: I, see, I don't pay that much attention to the game. Well, <laughs> you're probably and, right. And, like and, I, and, I, and, I, can I mean, see you being you, right. It's the truth. Never...
0: It's the truth. I'm not. I, I have no reason to lie. And I think it's maybe it's unfair expectations because I play so many story driven games yeah. that are very like tight knit and they want you to but, but i mean perfect example of a game that looks great in its own way but it's not just necessarily pushing any kind of technical boundaries is near automata right that's a game that looks cool and looks great and has a cool art style but nothing about near automata is necessarily like holy crap it's not like yeah it's, it, it's not up- like i'm trying to compare destiny to horizon i'm just trying to compare it to more budgeted titles that still manage to do these things yeah um
1: and see, think it's the, weird because lighting, it's
0: a, you imagine it's a huge budgeted title, right? The lighting I, I does look lighting, a lot better. I think the lighting is what makes it look so drastically different. I would agree, uh, but because of the lack of depth for certain things, so like I feel like if the water made the dirt look wet, depth uh, look wet, you'd see like a change in color and depth coming up to it. And the world, when you look around, doesn't pop the same way as other games. It doesn't feel quite as three D as other games. Um, and again, I don't know what it is about it. Um, but the game I will say is still beautiful. It's a beautiful game for a lot of reasons. Uh, and, and, and Bungie deserves credit for building a beautiful world. I just wish they'd have done so with more of a noticeable jump from the first game. Okay. I, I can agree. I can, <laughs> um, I
1: can, I can say, I, I will say it is beautiful on, on my injection and in this is, it is beautiful, but it yeah. could have been better.
0: Yeah. And I agree. It's beautiful. So, I, I mean, we just stand on slightly different sides of, yeah. of, of, of how beautiful, how it's beautiful. I yeah. guess I think is what we'll say. Um, so going into a couple more of my of my last ones, um, trying to think, got so lost in that one. Um, I wasn't a big. I actually looked it up because I was just curious, and you know I never bought silver. I you, the silver does not transfer, and I know that you have a very, opi- oh, yeah. very on that. this is something that. that's so nitpicky to me. But <laughs> I feel like of all the things that could have been brought over cuz technically did to bring your character over we we talked about oh, that yeah you didn't bring nothing else but just brought that look and i and up. i mean a couple of the things that even if they made them one time uses again it would have been cool for them to give you like okay here's a couple of shaders that you worked can you think about how many people will just burn their life away for dumb stupid extra stuff in that game like emotes and stuff or people who paid money for emotes but they're not even carrying over now they have to buy I mean that's the, that's
1: the whole thing with video games is that don't spend your money on video games like this and you won't get burned it's that easy well
0: I mean that's easy to say but for people who don't have that much money it becomes a very different deal then you definitely shouldn't have been spending money on video games like this I, mean, I I, I guess, but I mean, see, I, I still do I stand on the, the the biggest point and the biggest most salient point is that def, def, definitely people who did this early when the when the Eververse first actually came out and people started doing this, Destiny was always sold on this idea of a ten year lifespan, and they never went into detail of what that ten year lifespan span meant. So it's very easy for somebody to go, if I buy this, I'm going to get a good ten years out of this, and it's just not quite fair to the people who don't have enough money and just well, like, you know what. I have a little bit of extra money. I'm gonna go ahead and buy the silver, buy this emote because I like this emote, and I'll be able to use it for at least the next five years, foreseeable future. It, See, it's my a, it's just a thing little is,
1: is that like if you, if you buy something in a microtransaction and a new game comes out and it's no longer available, like if Overwatch came out with Overwatch two and you didn't have any of your skins and stuff like that, I guarantee you a lot of people there would be more people who would be. Um,
0: There'd be people silent about it. Nobody would say anything Is what you're saying It just wouldn't be a big deal And nobody's really talking about this Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to say this is, a, this is a nitpick. Yeah this is not a widespread this is, you're
1: only, this is a triangle squared yeah. exclusive this is, <laughs>
0: this is not a widespread thing I just think it's very interesting That they don't let you carry anything over And the biggest reason I have a problem with that Is because of the 10 year life cycle I,
1: Yeah I understand the reasoning behind it I just think that, that yeah. If you are a person who, who, who Spent tons and tons of money in Destiny 1 And now you're mad because you don't have all that stuff then like you're
0: not i, I want to give you i'm going to give you a quick a sharp tool. i'm going to give you a quick little analogy that i feel like is close enough in, in relation and you may think i'm crazy for saying it but I, okay. I do i think it's fair enough so you bought your playstation 4 right correct day one let's just say you buy your playstation 4 day one correct you start buying your games digitally because you go you know what this thing's gonna have like a playstation consoles only have a 10 year life cycle even if they end up stranding the games on the ps4 console cycle i'll still have access to them eight years you know eight to ten years until i moved to another console and if i get rid of this one then i lose that access okay? That, okay that's something you go into that is an expectation much like you're talking about with your expectation right okay so that expectation matches so let's say that sony comes out and goes here's a ps4 pro it's a lot like the first one but it's better which is basically what <laughs> destiny 2 is right <laughs> and it's not it's not markedly different but it's different enough and good and big enough in areas that some people are like i like this i'm gonna, I'm gonna hop into it right What if they told you when you bought your PS4 Pro that none of your actual PS4 digital games worked on your Pro? Because it's a new console and you're buying a new console. Why would they move over? That's not how that works, though. But I'm saying, wouldn't you be mad? It's it's expectations of life cycle. No, because you don't own you don't own the
1: license of the item you get in Destiny. You own the license of the games that you buy. This visually, was
0: this though. was just the, I know, the I most know. you know they, they came in my head quickly. Yeah, but I'm just saying if you put the if you put the similar the situations in similar scale and just kind of win, I mean it'd be like it's expectations of life cycle of a product. And Destiny Two is just as much a product as PlayStation Four is.
1: See the way they released Modern Warfare Two, they had by to buy to pay guns. Um, if you oh I thought
0: you were talking about Modern. Oh, you said Modern Warfare Two. Sorry, oh, wait, I thought you were talking about Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare. yeah that's what i'm
1: thinking of yeah like the way they released that they did have loot crates and stuff in that game in the end if if they released modern warfare 2 i don't think there'd be a lot of people mad that their stuff wouldn't carry over that's just something that's never been in video games before of of previous purchases carrying over
0: so it's kind of one of those things you don't think about i just think that it would be a little more consumer friendly and i do like to imagine that the industry cares more about the consumers that support it but that's personal, again, you see, like, uh, and I do understand the business side of it. So uh, I'm not saying it's totally well, unfair. And, but, and,
1: and the problem is, is that what, it would take way too much manpower to go through and redesign. I don't know.
0: All, I don't know. Because, I, again, when you I... have to put
1: all the all the textures and stuff in this game.
0: Well, again, when I say that this game is not markedly different enough, there's no reason you can't pull the texture into this one.
1: It's not copy and paste that easily. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I
0: would really I, like to see Destiny. I have
1: guns from Destiny One and Destiny Two that look that 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 look different.
0: I mean, yeah, that's cool. It's Different it's, textures I'm just, and everything. I'm just saying. Just saying.
1: Just, I don't think it'd be copy and paste. I think it's too it, so much work. I, I to still worry say about. people
0: wouldn't care. Uh, people wouldn't. I mean, again, this is maybe me, but I don't think I would care near as much if I turned Destiny Two on and it looked. Just massively different, beautiful. I'm like, whoa, this is next.
1: Well, no, I was saying about the textures. I, was talking I know, about I, know I know, but I'm
0: talking about moving the shaders and stuff over. I don't think I'd be I'd care as much if I didn't feel like the game looked just like the first game anyway. So if it looks like the first game anyway, why not? Why can't I look like I did in the first? Well, game?
1: yeah, because that's all you would be transferring over. Because Eververse, I don't think there's ever been a weapon. It's always See, been an they, armor set. Why since. didn't
0: the Ever? That's that's the thing. Eververse items. Should, that's basically what my complaint is. Eververse items should have moved over. If yeah, else. yeah, yeah. Anything you spent real money yeah, on should have moved over.
1: See, I just don't like... But it's okay. I mean, you know. I think that, that if that starts becoming the new, new trend of games, this is going to get even worse. So we'll it's going to synthesize you to buy it. Like, buy it. You'll have it in the next game. Like, no, because that's going to make this to become more and more of a calming trend.
0: You don't want to be able to carry your stuff over?
1: If if they make it to where you can buy stuff to carry over, then it's going to become more and more common for people to buy it because they have less feeling, less fear of it going away. And well, the yeah, only way to But get I mean rid- that's actually a good thing. No, that's the bad thing cuz that's going to
0: fuel more microtransaction stuff. Well, as long as the microtransactions stay this way, I have no problem with that.
1: All But it depends on what they are, it's game to game.
0: Microtransaction that, as a that's whole true. needs to die.
1: If it died, you wouldn't have Eververse. That's fine. I don't need it. That's not a quintessential thing for Destiny.
0: Well, if you don't have Eververse, you don't have Bright Ingram's. If you don't have Bright Ingram's, you don't get any of the cool visual stuff you're talking about. Then they would have put shaders in a different way. But they would have put shaders in the game in a different way if this didn't exist. Maybe. I mean, that's that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: But go ahead and go on to your last one. I feel like we went too long on that one.
0: (laughs) I don't know that I have a last one. I know that I do because every time I play the game, weird stuff just pops out at me. Uh, Well, okay, I, I say every time. That's gone i basically accepted all of them and just moved along with it and you're having uh, fun because yeah exactly because i think okay i'm just gonna say that's my last complaint because those are my major ones the ones yeah. that pop to the mind first are gonna be the major ones okay. so with that being said i think the most Im- oh ooh, we, okay story just well, as a just as a quick i'm not talking about story oh, okay. stuff okay. but story just as a quick i think the story is good okay i don't think the story is as good as you do I do think it's really good, but um, and, and that's just because of certain character interactions, we'll get to in a minute. And yeah, my nitpicks of the story will come into the, the, the spoiler side of this, so for those of you who have beaten it, I, I think that everyone I've talked to kind of understands where I'm coming from for some of these things, uh, and, I don't, and of course, stories are all just particular preferences anyway, just like everything is. Um, so again, the story is much better than the first game regardless, um, but now that we're at the end of this, we're going to go ahead and flip into this positive mode, and I want to say... From a positive standpoint, regardless of all the problems I feel like this game does have, it is super fun. Oh, it is. And it's way more fun than the first game, in my opinion.
1: It is. There's something. I don't know what it is. Um, There's just something about the satisfaction in this game you get from killing enemies and and throwing down grenades and doing your super and stuff. Mm -hmm. Only one thing in Destiny 1 allowed me to feel that kind of satisfaction, and that was the Sun... um, Oh, I can't remember what the name is. And that was my main super class in destiny one the solar warlock i can't think of the name sunsinger sunsinger yeah Yeah. because that and when you opened uh, when you did your super in that class your grenades would constantly refill so you could just spam grenades and then you had the starfire protocol which is gives you an extra grenade an Mm -hmm. extra fusion then you had it to where your fusion grenades would do crit damage while they were burning. So then you could just sack grenades and everybody else. It almost like you tethered them with the warlock. Yeah, like, so I mean, that, that was that thing. was your
0: fun gameplay. That mode. was my That's fun. That's what made thing. you feel.
1: Okay. This, this and uh, I play mainly Voidwalker, but I'm playing more and more into
0: Solar, kind of going back to my roots. Okay. The, the, the fact That's that where can, i'm at i'm doing dawn blade very and i like it i like i, I like dawn blade a lot it's a great class now i haven't I, done enough void walker but i've done a little bit of the uh arc well just the sub, just, Stormcaller is what it is it's so it, satisfying
1: uh, for me to as a void walker take a grenade and eat the charge not to devour but to then throw the grenade out and it have oh, yeah, those yeah. those bombs that follow enemies it just i feel like i can wipe out five or six enemies with one grenade okay. and it just
0: feels so good so we're all agreeing, uh, and I think I think on all the good points we're going to agree. There's no reason that we really wouldn't. Uh, yeah, from the like, uh, from the conversations we've had. That's, that's so the game's, the game's incredibly fun. Yeah, uh, and the I want to break, break into why it's fun. Yeah, the strikes while they don't feel just leaps and bounds above. They are a little they, bit they bigger.
1: Have, they have more mechanics inside them. And they have more mechanics too. inside yeah. of them. It doesn't they feel, like
0: feel almost more, I don't want to say raid like. Mini they're, raids. But they feel like mini raids more than they ever did in the first game. And I've always felt like strikes were supposed to be mini raids. Yeah. The first game just never hit. Because see, home it, on that. it feels
1: like lost sectors are a much smaller spell uh, of what strikes were in destiny one, yeah, where true. it was run a to B while wiping out enemies and killing. And, I mean, them much, guns.
0: much smaller scale. Yeah. But Yeah, you're right. Of course, you're yeah. right. You're right.
1: Because, you know, destiny, destiny one had like the dark blade and there was, there was a couple mechanics in that one, like getting the batteries charges and stuff. But, uh, other than that, like that was probably my favorite strike in destiny one, um, other than the new Steva strike we had, uh, with yeah, Septics, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, it's Sefix called, Prime. yeah, and yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. But I think I, I, there's only one strike that I don't necessarily love doing.
0: Uh, Spire.
1: No, I love that one. Okay. Uh, I love that one. I, I love Pyramid, uh, pyramidian uh, or pyramidian. Yeah, pyramidian. That's the one with the vex. Uh, almost, it's almost like a mini vault of glass. I don't think you've done it yet. It's real fun. It has laser
0: haven't. beams. Yeah, there's one strike. I have two strikes. I've not done. No, okay. I've only done four. That one's a
1: good one. Um, it's the what is it called Sabbathoon's song. song yeah that one it just gets kind of old because of the it's pacing. cool
0: the first time yeah it's not as fun concurrent times.
1: and and what gets me is that which one which one's the
0: ps4 exclusive do we know
1: i think it's that one
0: Sabathu song. i whatever? think it is okay um
1: if it's not it's another from a
0: story perspective it's cool
1: it actually might be Primeridian. I don't think it is, though. Um, okay,
0: well, we don't but, know the answer to that one, but come on. But
1: a lot of things about strikes that's weird in this game is that you can get the same rewards almost, except the Vanguard tokens, then you can, the, uh, as a public event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I will say, though, that when you finish a strike all the crap that comes out the chest is so cool because you're actually getting
0: way it more rewards. feels, feels more rewarding yeah, 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 yeah. than um, just having items pop up on your screen. Yeah. The chest is a cool addition. It is. Uh, and, and I think it's a cool addition even sectors, when you're doing when you're dealing with uh, high-profile targets, too. Yeah. Uh, and I how I they drop spot, a chest. Yeah. There's something that's satisfying about
1: that. And the lost sectors are fun. Yep, um, And
0: some people, okay, and I mean, I don't want to go negative, negative. I don't like that the lost sectors... Okay that I was going to say something that's not right. Cause I learned last night, my assumption because of the way they appear in your map is that once you do them, they, they're not bright anymore. You can go back and run them. Even if they're dark, I thought you couldn't, but the fact they don't markedly change in any way, like not even just a little bit of like, Oh, here's a different boss at the end or here's a different thing. They're a little too structured. Yeah. Uh, and I feel the same way about the region chest region chest. Great idea. Super fun to find first time. They never move. I would have at least liked him to have moved at three different places. So every See, time you go to find it, it's like a, oh, where, where is it?
1: I was doing the thing earlier where I was waiting for Joe to hop online. He said he was get online in like 20 minutes. And I was like, I don't want to run a strike because by the time I get done with that, he'll have already been online and waiting for me. I actually ran to EDZ and ran around looking for chests. And this time, what I find fun is- This is like, like the it. most
0: you've done that though, right? Because you haven't really spent no, too I, terribly much time. I'll say this is
1: about the second time I think.
0: Okay, um, it's really fun what I when do, you don't though, know where
1: they're at. Yeah, I, well, I look at the map very briefly- and then I don't take out my map again when I'm near it. I just go, I look at my map, I'm like, okay, it's that way. And I go that way and I, without looking at your map. Now, well, the, because the, the maps times, are
0: scaled so weird to me, I do open it again to make sure I've gone in the correct direction. And I'm in that because sometimes the sense of depth on the map versus where you are, you feel like you didn't move as much as it says you did on the map. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, and that's something I'm still trying. But to, I'm, to I'm sure by the
1: time that I do this a good enough time switch, I'm not going to do it a lot. I'm just going to do it, you know, when I'm waiting on people or something to give me a little something to do in between strikes.
0: I, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, using by the time.
1: A, you know where all them are. That's what I'm curious, is if the locations change at the weekly reset.
0: They don't. They don't? They haven't yet. Okay, I knew if something they add changes that
1: in, between lost sectors and that. And weekly reset. If resets, they add that what. in,
0: I will be extremely excited. That
1: should be something to add in, though. Uh, that would be uh,
0: really cool, because uh, as a tie-off as to what you're talking about with those being fun, uh, I think that the most fun part about this game is that you now have... M- easier and more fun ways and more accessible ways to grind than just running the same raids and strikes yes, and, and nightfalls. And the results um, for
1: grinding now is very generous compared to the first. Yeah. One. And they're just, I, Up something, until, something
0: about being able to go and be like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and do a bunch of public events. Or, I'm just going to sit here and do, um, patrols. Yeah. Or, I'm just going to sit here and, and let, uh, I'm going to sit here and go, okay, here's, here's where all the chests are, or I'm just going to kill high-profile targets. Or I'm just, You can mix and match as much as you want. You can go in with one singular thing, like I'm just going to find all the lost sectors and go ahead and run yeah. through them because they're, they're fun in their own way, definitely when you're waiting on people, which right. is interesting because waiting is a big part of what I like about this game too, but I'll move on to that in a second. Um, this game feels so much more like it, it respects your time more than the first game did. Oh yeah. And that ties into the waiting thing too. So in because terms of, orbit. of, in terms of the grind part, I feel like I've been able to grind by just going and doing something more unique. And by the time I get tired of going to planets and just looking around, which I've almost found, I actually, I think I have found all lost sectors and all regional tests now. Um, then you go on a strike or something. So or now I can go run end. strike playlist. Yeah. Uh, and it's when, not I, and when, I, when I get tired of that, we can do whatever, you know. Yeah. It's like moving along, and, and I think then I can start doing. Okay, well, hey, here's a new uh, flash point. I'm gonna go do a bunch of public right. events and get the flash NC, point. NC And because everything has a way of being tied into some form of reward, yeah, the whole game feels like it's constantly trying to reward you for spending your time playing with playing it. Whereas I told you when it came time to grind on de- the first Destiny, Just early playlist. days, I was literally running strike playlists, and I would do sometimes four strikes in a row and not get anything. Even close, yeah. to better. Now I will
1: tell you that I have hit the wall. I have hit the. I mean, I'm there's at,
0: gonna be a wall. I'm at 282. Yeah.
1: So my issue is is that now no gear that I have, and we
0: are sure that 350 is the
1: cap, I'm, wh- I'm or is not, it 320? I, that's a good question. We I, we have seen people over 300, so we know it's not 300. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't taken enough uh, care really to look into it. Yeah, me But either. I will say though that now anything that drops from me, I'm doing this purely to get legendary loot and new um guns and new, and different guns different exotics different uh armor and stuff because i can only now get um gear that is important to me from the milestones the nightfalls which is a milestone um and the raids
0: okay so what i've been trying to figure out because i'm getting a point where i feel like i'm not getting stuff that's that's just very noticeably higher or it's really close to me uh, whereas well, it, it used much to be, yeah, yeah, but not, not necessarily blue. So, you know, when you get legendary items from the Ingrams that you get from, uh, Zavala, right. And, Ikora and all these people that you do things by, you get your clan ones from Hawthorne. Yeah. And the way they built that, um, the gunsmith from breaking down blues and being able to go and get the gunsmith ones that actually end up giving you a better chance at getting new guns, which is good because the game everywhere else seems a lot more focused on giving you new armor. The gunsmith specifically is the only one that a gives you the mods that we were talking about, uh, which is good because pretty much every time you get an Ingram, you're going to get at least one mod and one weapon. Right. uh, And every now and then a weapon ornament and a weapon. But most of the time you're getting a uh, weapon, a mod and a a mod uh, and a weapon. So with that being said, do you, have you gotten past the point where you don't feel like those are beneficial to you at all? Because what, at that the, the Ingrams, oh yeah, getting the tokens think, and stuff uh, like even the EDZ people, like, like going to the EDZ and talking to Devrim and
1: oh no, see, I still like doing that because it gives me different gear, and I like playing around with all the different gear that it gives me.
0: Okay, but it, but at this point, is it giving you gear that's actually bumping your level, or is that kind no, of quit?
1: No, see, now this is the end game part where you can only hit max level by doing uh, your milestones, uh, which is included with a Nightfall. Okay, and then you can do. Um, the raid. The raid is where you're and gonna clan get, stuff. It seems and, like and because clan the clan stuff
0: is giving you those uh, luminous, luminous ingrams. ingrams.
1: Yes, and that's the one in between exotic, and legendary for your reward. Okay, okay. So um, that so, that's
0: a little disappointing because it does mean eventually I have to hit a grind wall. But at least yeah, it's much more of a it's much more of a gap between normal play and the grind wall than it ever was in Destiny. See,
1: 1. See, what I'm thinking is, is that and this is what was similar to Destiny One was. You can you can almost have a set week style of things. Like Monday, you can run the nightfall. Then on Tuesday, you have the nightfall reset. Then you could do Tuesday and Wednesday. You could do nightfalls and and um, your strike milestones and or your strike playlist. And then Thursday, you could do your raid. Then Friday, you could have like PVP or something. You could do a weird combination of things. Um, and of course, Friday Zerg gets there. That's my big thing is that since we haven't seen zur yet, if he sells exotic Ingram's. Those are going to decrypt at your level. So my thing is... That makes sense. Yeah. Is that i'm really really hoping that his he sells exotic ingrams because all of these legendaries i'm getting from doing all these other things like strike playlists and stuff that aren't my level give me those shards to buy the exotic Ingram. exactly so it kind of keeps, it yeah, keeps you know, I went from having flow. almost
0: no shards that have like 80 something now
1: i have, I have 89 yeah. <laughs> no no i have 109 <laughs> i
0: figured that you'd be higher than me because i've been infusing a little joe, more than you
1: joe went from 50 to 74 in like 30 seconds yeah and i still have a vault full of stuff but I'm stuck at that point of where I almost dismantled Merciless because I don't use fusion rifles until they were like, no,
0: for the raid specifically. Literally, <laughs>
1: well, any boss because anytime you don't kill somebody, the rate of fire gets faster and it becomes a it becomes a scout rifle after three shots where you just press the button and it fires off a fusion rifle shot.
0: That's cool. It is very cool. It is a very cool weapon. I need to build that again. Yeah, but I'll, I'll need to get something that I can infuse into it to make it re- re- relative to me again.
1: Which is something weird. I, that is that's not a negative to me, but it is an, an unnecessary hoop and hurdle. I understand what's there. But the infusion system, I don't have a good sword to infuse a legendary sword up to.
0: Yeah, and, and well, okay, there's a lot of issues with that because I feel like what we've already talked about, if they would just let you do transmog, a lot of this stuff goes away. Um, but well, you, see, but, that, but your, your reason is different. For still, level, but yeah. I do think transmog is important to mention that there's no way to control your look uh and still keep your stats without it your stats are going to be tied to whatever look you're going for and infusion is the only way you can keep your look but if you like the look but don't like the the effects of the a weapon that has that look or the armor that has that look then you're stuck with that And i'll do the
1: same thing i do in dark souls i don't care what it gives me as long as i look good i look good yeah (laughs) Um, which is good because the
0: armor is the armor stuff is pretty cool in this and i mean if of course if nothing else you know uh an upside to the art downside i gave earlier is that while they didn't do a whole lot of new art in the worlds of course they had to do new art for all the armor
1: the weapons and armor and stuff that look really cool that's Um, important so and like the rat king weapon looks sick yep um so they have some really good design on stuff like that so the raid we did about half the raid or i did about half the raid you did almost half because um there are elements in there that repeat Mm -hmm. um, like the very very beginning the very first thing you do with the horde almost yep repeats every time you be- defeat a main part and what we defeated last night was a main part so with the
0: relic yeah that's, okay it's that's called a
1: challenge you have to go through these challenges um so this whole thing is we we did the first part then we did the thing we did last night that took us forever to get down but we finally got it down okay then it was another part one again and then we got to a third part
0: And I haven't seen that third part. And that
1: part is something that we had a guide in front of us. We all were looking at the same guide, and we could not figure it out. It's like a puzzle. And it's crazy because in raids, what typically happens is you go through a mini puzzle, you go to a big old room, you do something in a big old room, then a boss comes out, then you fight the boss. There's no boss yet. I don't know what's going on in this raid. There's no boss. Normally, a boss drops a chest, and you get raid gear that way. Wouldn't it it be
0: crazy if this raid has no boss I'm Until sure it does.
1: I, I have not spoiled no, I mean, myself. No,
0: I mean, like, what if it literally is you run through the whole raid and it's all challenging? Well, I already, I already know the ending of the I raid. I know, but it would be know, really cool.
1: Yeah, I already know. In a, in a, a really weird way,
0: because people, some people would be like, well, I didn't get to fight anything. But I think it's more interesting to do something unique like that than to just do the obvious raid thing of, well, here's the big boss.
1: Well, there, there's actually a really cool story behind the raid that it kind of tells you when, you when you fight the boss that's really, really cool. And I'm really curious on how they're going to do this.
0: Okay. Um, well, but where I do think, we stand to end up and wrap up? Because this is going a lot longer than I yeah. thought. Yeah. But where do we want to wrap up the the, the our the positives? General, uh,
1: I think I think this is pretty much good for non spoiler talk. Um, if I had to rate the game, I'd say nine. Um, I know you don't do numbers. Yep. But um,
0: this, is if I subject- had to rate the game, fun. Uh, and my caveat that I've put on every single sentence that I said about this game being good doesn't matter how good it is, how fun it is, whatever. I, I will. Have been I will forever stand by. Not that it should have been. I don't want to say that because that discredits that the game. That that discredits the game in weird ways. What I want to say is that there's nothing about this game that couldn't have been have been one. DLC. I
1: am. I am. I, I disagree with that statement, but I am really glad that it's not because I feel like it brought a lot of new people to it, and I think that's what this game deserves. Um, and, and,
0: and I mean, and if that's and if that's true, I don't know. I'd like. To, I, I'm assuming we'll see that. And it, information it, wise, it, at least eventually we'll kind of see number of players versus number of players and, probably, and maybe be able to infer it that way.
1: It probably, but probably because it was during the week of release at two different points in this last week, it's been number one on Twitch with 1.5 million viewers.
0: Yeah. So, so either way, either way, uh, it's a caveat that doesn't discredit the game in any form or fashion. I still think it's a great game, Yeah. but I think it's important that it needs to be said from my opinion. And of my course, viewpoint.
1: and of course I may be doing more so in depth review on this. However, I feel like I already said everything I would say in that review. So that may be useless. Uh, but that would be something I would to like potential to see change
0: yeah even if it's just your pilot
1: because yeah, it'd be a scripted thing which is something you guys may want to keep out for uh we're still have in the works on that but onto the story spoilers we're gonna give you guys a solid three seconds so spoiler go ahead, go spoiler, ahead leave here. spoiler if you're still here i hope you can pause it um the ending was really really cool um the resolution to this arc at least um i am really really curious
0: if the traveler or the speaker's dead
1: yeah they follow that they that's follow-
0: important so go now that we're into story parts right i'm gonna do the same thing i did at the beginning and i don't want to stand too long on this because i don't i don't feel like we're more naturally anyway yeah like, we, uh, like we, for, i'm gonna start for,
1: negative for, well for an overall thing we could say we enjoyed the story but i we did have our, we have our quirks with it. exactly okay. so
0: my quirks and where i stand on the negatives of the story um and i actually have talked to quite a few people who without me even saying anything to them have said the same thing so i'm definitely not alone in this um <clears throat> My biggest complaint with the game, story-wise, is that the game did not give enough weight, time, or seriousness to losing your life. I agree to this. Now, I'm going to go more wild than you could ever imagine, but I had a full conversation with one person, Mr. Reptar. uh, With him, I just asked him if he'd been playing it, and then he started telling me all the things he started thinking about. And I was just listening to him, and I was like, whoa, this does an awful lot like me. He enjoyed the game more after the story. I do, too. I actually think the story is the most forgettable part of this whole game. It doesn't mean it's bad, but I think the game takes all these weird holds that the storyline puts on you when yeah. you're going through that, and the game opens up and flourishes way more when it gets out of the mud of the story. Yeah, I
1: feel like I feel like, and this isn't me, this isn't me insulting it, but I feel like that no matter what, in a Destiny-style game, it's going to be that it's way. It's going to
0: be a hoop you have to get across to
1: to get to in, end. game. It's
0: only disappointing because I like. I like the idea of having a reason to continue playing the game after experiencing just a really beautiful story. Yeah. Um, like, like but, so, as, uh, go ahead. You gonna I say? was going to
1: say, like something else that happened in the story that you would be, that would give you a reason to play or lore to play until the DLC came out. Yeah, that'd be interesting.
0: Okay. So with that being said, uh, going back to the Light Thing specifically, where me and Reptar, and Reptar said it before I did, I was like, whoa, I thought I was the only one crazy enough to really think this way. I feel like the entire arc... Should have been you getting your light back. I feel like getting the light back should have been the very ending of the game. I feel like you beating Gaul and freeing the traveler should have been your moment of redemption. That would have been. Because it would have pulled away from what I think you were saying earlier as the number one cliche of being the chosen one, being the super special person. That actually wasn't my cliche. Really?
1: Yeah, because I knew that it being a first person sci fi style that's multiplayer. In an RPG multiplayer like this, loosely RPG, but you're always the chosen one. I've gotten over that qualm. It's the sun. It's having to use the sun as a funnel for a weapon
0: yeah and destroying okay. being uh, and that Mercury. is that is very much very uh, star
1: much. wars did it um yeah. any almost a uh, huge dune i'm pretty sure did it um huge sci-fi things have done yeah. in the past okay uh, well uh, that's energy. also a cliche
0: but i do want to say there are rpgs that are great that are you are not the chosen See, one the witcher 3 is a perfect example nobody yeah. treats well i think
1: more like zelda or final yeah, fantasy nobody or, nobody
0: you know. treats Geralt as a chosen one
1: right you're you're just you're a and, uh, you're a witcher.
0: and, and see in, in that specific situation in all these games you're the chosen one for no reason that's ever told at least in a game like Final Fantasy fifteen you are the prince of a bloodline that was specifically meant to do this
1: yeah and see I so think... so again
0: there's more story credence to why you would be chosen I think and you're not even necessarily chosen you're of a chosen family line
1: I think the story in that uh, like canonical sense falls apart when you see other guardians
0: also yeah, it, no
1: no that doesn't bother me it's I, a problem of it sure being an online a re- game yeah i'm sure that there's a there's a reason for that because of online but it's the fact that you unlock one subclass and then you go to another shard and unlock another uh while zavala and them are still have no light like why are you taking the light <laughs> however somebody did point out on reddit and i don't know the lore this much to know if this is true they could say and this funnels back to you is that the traveler chose you that, they, that I he wouldn't give the light back. I don't know why that would be, because you're probably the main character. That's probably why.
0: Maybe it's because... Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the reason, but it would have been for a... Because that's a, that's the other thing, is that when I got the light back, I kept waiting for the game to explain to me why it was me.
1: And see... The, and it never does. The main characters of the game, like Devram, Sloane, and Hawthorne. Hawthorne is the only actual memorable one, I think, that there is.
0: Yeah, Sloane kind of just hangs out on Titan, which you really would... Devram gets annoying because he's too British.
1: No, it's not even that for me. It's <laughs> that De- was a, Debrim, that,
0: that was a joke, but he is extremely British. i just yeah, wanted to say that
1: he, he drinks your tea. Um, Deveron isn't that annoying to me. I mean, they're not annoying. No, it's none just, of them are annoying. They're they're like they're none just really,
0: of them are in, are as involved as I would have wished.
1: They're just really forgettable. And my whole thing is, is that there are two characters in this game that make the story. Technically, there's a two and a half because. Um, the console does a pretty good job of making you feel for a gall near the end, but gall and the uh, speaker, there, the the when those cutscenes came up, when that when that weird it's cheesy funny. transition would come up of like the almost like a far cry style transition would come up, I would be like, I got to listen to this because this is going to be worth it. And every time those cutscenes happened, it was great. But and that and that and that goes for like I'm the CGI. To see where you're
0: going? Come it, on.
1: It goes. It does this. And towards the very last cutscene, I really felt bad for Gaul because he even says, like, whenever he gets imbued by the light, totally, you know, after you, you, you beat him as a boss fight, he's like, so you do see me. And it's like, this is sad because he is somebody who's picked up from a young age as like a little war turtle. And this- wait, that's a, that's a Pokemon. I meant like a war turtle, like, okay, tortoise. Okay. Cause you know, cabal like turtles, but,
0: um,
1: it's kind of like, you know, that he's picked up from a young age and wants to be recognized and he doesn't get to do things. In a it humanizes him, yeah, exactly, a sincere the, way. Game, the
0: game does a great job of humanizing Gaul. Uh, he's still okay, okay, and 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 then we have Mal Reynolds. I mean, for Cade every six. for every great thing that you're talking about here, those cutscenes are great. They're probably the highlights of the story. But the problems start there too. The only cutscenes in the entire game that you're in is the very first and the very last. No, tell me another one. You're in the one when Cade's stuck in the loophole. You're in a couple. Well, no, I'm talking a cutscene. Not an in engine cutscene, because those aren't oh, real. Okay. I'm talking, you are only in a cutscene at the very beginning. Yeah. When you're in the ship, when you, you see yourself with, with, uh, Ghost. I mean, if it is an engine, it looked pretty good, but even then, it was more focused than the ones that happened.
1: Yeah, because, because, uh, Cade says, like, let me know you're understanding me, and then you go to speak, and then Ghost cuts you off, and yeah. you're just like, what? like, I finally get a line, and you're gonna take it away from yeah. me, which is still kind of so weird. The
0: fact that they moved away from, from a, a speaking protagonist, interesting. But I thought it was funny that they did that because it was like a tongue-in-cheek thing and they knew that they weren't going so to It made people so mad. I didn't I don't, care. I almost forgot that people s- spoke in the first game.
1: It wasn't much. It was only like me probably Joe, six months Me and Joe were dialogue. talking and
0: I was like, the only reason I even remembered is that weird scene when the woman on the moon finds you when you're going into the... Yeah. I was like, that's, the re- that's one of the, the only times I remember talking.
1: Yeah, and then you, you do talk when you get your ship at the very beginning. Yeah, So, but um, past that,
0: um, going specifically into... Lord, what were we talking about, Saul? So. Just story. Just okay. in Hold general,
1: on. with Gaul and the speech. Okay, cut so Gaul's And, saying, and the, a, the,
0: the fact that you're not seen in the, the. The fact that you are not given any kind of a reason it's almost like you as okay, a hold player on. You, you do not you as a player yeah not as a character your
1: character doesn't know what's going on as far as Gaul does so he has no motivation exactly to God, which is kind of one of those things that I kind it, of, it's a mixture
0: it's actually the it's it's that and then the exact opposite it's the fact that as a character it's not part you don't, narrative yeah as you whenever as a character your character does not know anything that's going on. right and you have you have no reason outside of getting the traveler back to want to even fight Gaul. which yeah. i guess that's enough of a reason but then the flip side of that is because your character is never in the game you as a player not the character never get the moments to feel like you need to kill Gaul. when i when i kill, i literally you know normally what i love about boss fights is when you get to them you're like i hate you you bastard yeah you, i actually felt that and way. i don't even want to say hate because most good bad guys make you like them and you, and you almost begrudgingly respect them in a weird way. Um, uh, but in this one, I was like, I don't even care that I'm fighting him right now, aside from the fact that I know the fight will be at least interesting. Yeah. Uh, from a gameplay mechanic and, perspective and and partially from a visual perspective. Yeah, I
1: never, I never felt that mm-hmm. way. I felt sad for having to kill Gaul. Um, I was like, I understand why I'm having to do this, but, um, I think that the, the banter between the speaker and Gaul, and I told you there's two specific instances, of course, and, and, some people will say it's not a plot twist because they already predicted it, or that they think they they. And
0: didn't. me and me and Joe are both firmly on that side.
1: Yeah, because like it, I guess you there is like half glass full of thinking of this is that you could have thought one of the way or the other, but you would always. It's reasonable assume, that
0: you would have thought one way or the other. Yeah, yes. and
1: and uh, you would always assume that the traveler was speaking to the speaker, and he was telling you, or at least in a um a lore or religion style way of like. This is what the Traveler's doing. I'm speaking for him. And in in fact, he never did anything.
0: What I want to talk about is something I talked about with Donovan when we were in a party separately the other day. um, When we were just playing, you weren't even on uh, yet. I was telling him that what's interesting about the Traveler's speaker situation is that it's actually pretty akin to the Pope. The Pope does not talk to God, but the Pope is appointed to talk on the behalf of God.
1: Right, but I, I don't think I think there's a weird cloak and dagger there, where or smoke and mirrors, where there was an assumption that the God did talk to the Pope in this in this case. I think, I think that some people assumption. took it that
0: way. I never did. I, I, did. I always viewed him as just a figure that basically spoke on behalf of the Light, but not that the Light spoke to him, or the traveler, traveler spoke to him. Yeah, um, I
1: always thought that he was a direct, not direct communication, but some kind of psychic communication, or at least was told like he was almost excuse me I'm hiccuping um there's a pilgrimage of this is what the traveler is going to do this is what you need to speak for for the traveler and this was kind of something of that he was supposed to be at least you know maybe like I said psychic possibly I'm not sure
0: telepathically speaking. yeah tele- telepathically well, speaking to be fair to if he was up. speaking to the traveler it would have been telepathically anyway right yeah uh, with the way that the traveler works
1: yeah um uh, But I guess other than that, you know, I I thought the story was much better than Destiny 1, Uh, much better, much better.
0: But I still have higher hopes. For DLC to capitalize on moments and more meaningful. Oh, life. I'm sure. The last will. thing I want to touch on uh, that I thought was a good point of the story, since we're you know we're trying to flip into what we what we liked about the story. So you liked some of the Gaul stuff. Uh, you thought the Gaul stuff was highly interesting. I do like Gaul. I did. I think that the cutscenes were good. And the last negative thing I'll say is that the cutscenes, while they were more than the first game ever had, were still slightly too spaced out. There needed to be moments where they focused I, it, more and pulled more into a story perspective that, with yeah. these big cutscenes. I could, I could see. I, it I'm, would have felt more rewarding. I mean,
1: either or with that. Like, if it was, I'd be fine with it. But if I'm not, I'm not terribly. I mean, you know, I, honestly, in my,
0: the same. But if I'm saying that, it's a, I mean, it's something that you would I would have preferred it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not necessarily hampered by the fact that it's not there. Right. Um, so that's the last negative I really want to touch on. Um, in terms of positive, yes, the story is much, much better than Destiny One. I mean, it just, it really is. Even when you go into the DLC stories of destiny one, they still weren't quite as strong as this. And see, I'm curious because
1: taken fall, I think improved a lot on the destiny Lord of destiny. One, it had actual, You mean, taking What'd King, what I say, Taken Take fall. I can't King's fall. Yeah. Take, yeah, yeah. Take and King, I got those mixed up. Um, but I think that that improved. The, the missions for that story were really good. I think uh, they, were. they were a lot and, better and, and than the first, they first did, one.
0: They did a cooler job of giving you... A, they actually, I felt like, gave you more of a reason to dislike and want to kill Oryx, uh, Oryx than they did for Gaul. Uh,
1: no, see, I, don't, well, I don't you think had so. You
0: had more of a build-up to him. There wasn't a build-up to call. That's the biggest...
1: See, what ruined me in Oryx is that the way Oryx's lore works...
0: <laughs> Maybe I'm already forgetting the story, and this is... Finish what you're saying real No, I just going to say the way that Oryx's
1: lore, uh, lore works, of how he's in an interdimensional thing. So yeah. you know that anytime you actually kill him, you're not really killing him. Yeah. So it just kind of felt like false pretense. I like, guess. Um, but I will say that this next expansion coming out isn't a big one, I don't think. I don't think this is going to be the Taken King for this game.
0: No, I don't expect uh, that. Maybe I mean, of I was, Wolves or something. I'm, not, I I, I'm not. hoping for Dark Below at least.
1: Even then, Dark Below didn't have a no, sufficient amount. It, no,
0: but it was better than House of Wolves. Yeah. Um, so but, maybe I'm forgetting the story, but I don't remember there being a real build-up to you getting to Gaul. What do you mean? Ace, okay. I'm trying to compare it to a, another game, and this is not. it's going to sound wild that I'm comparing these two because I'm not comparing them in any other sense than just... I'm saying what one game gave me a feeling of versus what I wish this game would have gave me a feeling of. You know the end of the ending of Horizon, right? When you're building up and it seems like things are getting more and more insurmountable, but then you keep finding that way to just push through and push through and push through. And then the last boss is so hard, but the way the mechanics work out, there's like this sense of triumph that I don't feel like the game built up y'all's boss fight enough for when you beat him for it to feel triumphant.
1: The way I feel like that, the way they handled supers in that fight, I feel like we should have gotten supers. I understand why, because the traveler is granting you the light to to, to beat him. Yeah, from
0: a story perspective, uh, that was cool.
1: But yeah, I don't think though that like, because it was
0: the it was the light granting you something while he was stealing his I power. Felt, I felt that, like like cool. that
1: was the best time because now we're seeing raid like elements in strikes. Mm-hmm. That would have been the best time to incorporate raid like puzzles in the story. It would have been cool, and um, they didn't do it. You know, and it was kind of disappointed. That's why I said the story. I had to like if I if I bought this game for the story, after beating it I would feel like dang that's a good story, but I'd also feel incomplete a little bit. Yeah. Um but nobody's I don't I don't think anybody's ever bought Destiny for the story alone.
0: Okay. I'd be well. Wrapping this up, do you have any final thoughts? Because I have one. It's uh, technically not story. No, wanna... it's
1: it's a great game, and if you're a fan of Destiny One, you're going to like. Yeah, it. If
0: you're a fan of Destiny One, you're going to love this
1: game. And if you weren't a fan of Destiny One, you might want to check back with the things. There's, that you more, to like. Like, there's more to there's like because there's a lot more to like.
0: Um, and and some of the things that were a little annoying about the first one are much more recessed. Yeah, or they're not even there.
1: Right. And that's, and that's one of the best things about it. Yeah. And and I would go to say is that even if even if you're one of those Destiny 1 fans that dropped out before Taken King, there may have been stuff that got fixed in Destiny 1 that they didn't think to check back. That's true. Seth was that way. That's true. I was talking to Seth about Destiny uh, back at our family reunion, and he was – I was like, dude, they fixed all that stuff way, way before Destiny 2 came out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my final is technically a negative, but not really. It's going to be campaign. So from a campaign perspective – I'm glad I wasn't alone on it. Even surprisingly, Donovan agreed. He was the one who brought the question up. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. We stand on very different sides of this. I'm fairly positive. I could have done completely without the vehicle missions. I loved them. I loved them they so were, much. They were they so were they were too De- they were too Halo, not enough Destiny. It didn't even feel like a Destiny game. Oh,
1: I loved them so much. Me and, and it didn't feel true. It didn't
0: feel were. true to the first game in any kind of a gameplay sense or mechanical sense to me. I don't, I don't um, care. There were there were no big and the, I just uh, thought they vehicles. were they dragged on.
1: I, I think that that was a great way of uh, almost like an homage back to the Halo. It, it style doesn't
0: it, to flip what we feel. I don't think that Halo. I don't think any of Bungie's games have ever had excessively good mechanics for driving like i don't feel like their 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 vehicles have ever handled in I, any kind of fun way to me even in halo when people like let's get into warhawk go act the fool those things controlled like shit i hated it
1: yeah they had weird control schemes and but they still do but i, I mean I, I even love, even
0: the sparrow which i like probably the most of any bungee vehicle is still annoying to me in a lot of ways i used to try sparrow racing dude it's so fun i haven't done it because i don't it's, like the well, way the sparrow it's not, controls it's not in destiny 2 right now either uh, well, I'm I'm good. I think yeah, I'm good.
1: I think that you know, we, we
0: I mean, the the triangle square seal of approval is given to the game in the sense that if you even have an ingling of of a like, you oh I, I may like this game, I may want this game, I think it's worth the money to try it.
1: And I think that um the amount of time that you can potentially spend in this game, if you're just having a first person itch or an itch to play online with other people, that even PvP, I would think that once you get to a certain part after playing by yourself that it's worth for worth it for PvP. Because once Trials of the Nine come out, I think that's what the new Trials of Osiris is, um, once that comes out, once Iron Banner starts getting in rotation and stuff like that, it's going to become a, that thing of like where, hey, let's go jump an Iron Banner. And that's where you actually that's where the grinding gets so much better because where I'm at that wall, Iron Banner is going to get you that good gear.
0: But Iron Banner, if I'm not mistaken, is the Crucible stuff, right? Yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Crucible right now. Damn. <laughs> We had fun on Iron Banner in Destiny 1. I never
0: played Iron Banner in Destiny Yeah, you
1: was... did. Yeah, you did. I'm 100% sure. You didn't play Trials of Osiris. I
0: didn't play Iron You I... did play I Iron, play Banner, Iron Banner yeah. When, well, very end of the game, and I thought yeah. It was that's what I'm, talking
1: about. I'm talking about when when the C-boy you're right. The I SC forgot. Right, no, literally. we played a good
0: amount with you and me, you and Joe.
1: I remember it very vividly.
0: I was only doing online for the platinum that I never got that damn elusive platinum. Anyway, and I'm actually very close. I'm listening like four trophies. Time, this one. time to bring this to an end. Thank you for watching or listening to this bonus episode. And we you know, like we say we we do it on games that we feel like we have enough to say about. Uh, in this game, even though me and Saul stand on different sides of it, we still stand on similar sides of it. Uh, and I thought that that's what would make this one interesting. Turns out it's so interesting to me and him, at least, regardless of what you, you know. You'll tell us if it was interesting, hopefully. Uh, yeah, we had
1: a good time playing with RJ Loki. We did. Yeah, it was shout very out fun.
0: Him. Yeah, very fun. So tell us what you thought about the game. Uh, if you haven't picked it up, I'd be interested to hear why. So tweet at us, uh, put it down in the comments below. And if you haven't, uh, like and subscribe on youtube if you listen to that if you listen slash watch us on there and if you listen to us on podcast services i'd really appreciate it if you guys would give us a rating and kind of uh and a review and kind of give us an idea of a how we're doing uh so that we kind of know what we want to do moving forward we would like to make sure we want to get to a point where we're making more content so things like this will be a little more common uh and we also just like seeing how we're doing from a general perspective and it also gets our the numbers get us up there a little bit higher so people find us easier so outside of that Saul, i think this is a wrap on another bonus episode so thank you so much for listening and we will see you when the normal episode launches on monday thank you guys